And hello, welcome to the show. Hello. This is your host, Neon Poison. Hi, we welcome back our co-hosts, Aegea and Captain Harlock. Welcome back, guys. Hello, hello. Glad to be back. All right. And we have two great and powerful guests joining us today. They are the senior military commanders of the Golden Horde, Mr. Mr. Raw and Mr. Storm. Hello. Hello. Hi. All right, let's begin with Raw. Talk about your, uh, how did you join the Alliance and talk about your Corp USSF? So I had heard that Eve Echoes was becoming a thing and I decided to join. And then I had jumped into a few corporations that just seemed like it had no leadership and no real direction. So I started looking into what the requirement was for that. Uh, eventually, I ended up making my own, um, and then we found a little place in Losec, decided to try and get into goons, because I'm an old goon, and quickly realized that goons were kind of spread thin and didn't really seem all, like they had a whole lot of organization in Evecos. so yeah. we started scouting. I had my myself and my second-in-command uh, roaming around Nullsec, seeing what kind of groups there were, where people were, and what was going on with that. And we ended up finding uh, Valhalla. Awesome. I had no idea who Valhalla was. I had no idea anything about them. And then uh, I finally found their Discord and started talking to the people that I needed to talk to to get in. Mm-hmm. And they were mentioning names like uh, Excoundrel and Captain yeah. Benzie, and I had no clue who that was. <laughs> I was like, okay, so we'll, we'll go from here. <clears throat> and uh, during interview process, we started talking about my history in EVE Online mm-hmm. and uh, the, the fact that I was uh, fleet commander for a while. And they had exclaimed that because it was at the beginning of, you know, the whole game and they were working on that, that they needed a military commander. So that was, that was my buy-in. That was what I got my corporation in. Cool. So we got in to help the military wing. Okay, and USSF stands for, at, at first I thought it was uh, Space Force, but then it's, it's, what does it stand for? Space Farce. It's the United <laughs> States Space Farce. <laughs> That's funny. Um, okay, thank you. We'll, we'll come back to you in a second. Again, welcome. Thank you for joining us. And next. Uh, Thanks for Mr. having me. Yeah, you're welcome. Hey, um, Storm. Hello. Oi. Hey, Storm. Yeah, how did you join yeah. Valhalla? And just tell us about yourself, please. Well, it was basically the first day of uh, Eve Echoes. Just created my character, and it was this mission that you have to join a corporation. <laughs> so uh, I started to look around, yeah. and I found uh, Valhalla and Vikings. Um, and since I'm ha- I am from Norway, I thought that was a perfect opportunity for me to be a true Viking. Um, so I started talking to Bo and uh, basically told him that I wanted to be part of the of the indie group and have the chance to do some PVP since PVP is my 
my history in EVE online. Sure. Um, but then he asked me some questions and I answered him and said, uh, if you need, if you need advice, just, just come look, t look at me up and, um, and, uh, I will answer them to the best of my ability. Um, two weeks later, I was the leader of the Valhalla military. So, and that, that was basically how I am where I am today. <clears throat> okay. Well, thank you. Well, we'll talk more about your, uh, your FC background later. Thank you again. Welcome. Um, so let's start. Yeah. Let's go back to raw for our, uh, announcement that we saw a couple of days ago about, uh, recent military evolution in quote. Um, so we're our military supposedly moving into a committee model. Can you guys tell us more, please? Let's start with Raw. So we are reforming the military into a more board-directed military. Hmm. It allows for expansion. It allows for layering. And hmm. it's going to benefit uh, when we start moving into different places other than just geminating cash. Yeah. Um, the basic breakdown of it is that you'll have the three uh, heads of the board, mm -hmm. and then we will have uh, what was what what was the name that we decided upon for? It was the Joint Chiefs of Staff, right? So we're going to have a Joint Chiefs of Staff. Um, each Chief of Staff is going to be the heads of each uh, star system. So Cash is going to have a Joint Chief, and Geminate is going to have a Joint Chief, and then when we expand. Uh, to other places, they are also going to be promoted into a joint chief position. And then we will have a joint chiefs of staff that will be making all of the military decisions for uh, all joint operations. So each of the joint chiefs have responsibility to their own star system, and then they create their own defense, their own military, uh, based off of a standard that we are going to provide them. And then all joint uh, operations are going to be held between all of the joint chiefs. So they are going to be responsible for their area, their mm -hmm. defense, and their military based off of what uh, guidelines that we give them. And then the entire military as a whole will be able to work together for joint operations. Wow. Sounds amazing. Um, anything to add, Storm? No, it's basically we make it more simple for people to understand who is, who is, who do I need to contact to get anything done? Okay. Um, where 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 do I apply? Who who do I talk to to get approval? Uh, and who do I follow into battle? It's just to make the system more easy to follow and easy to come by. Right, right. Um... And just to add that, you mentioned, or Raw mentioned, there's three of you. I mean, uh, Haiyu is the third one, right? That is correct. Yeah. We right. are the, the three admirals of the Golden Horde military. Right. Um, and Haiyu is at work right now. He couldn't join us, but he will talk to us next time, maybe. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> um, 
Captain and Avalia, do you guys have any questions about um, what we just talked about, the, the new uh, format? Questions? That's fine. No, okay. I, I don't have questions. Time. Just jump in when, yeah. Um, okay, let's go to the next topic. On our last show, Bo talked to us about the importance of putting players first as part of our culture. Uh, I wonder what's your perspective on that from the military side. Uh, let's start with y'all again. So what do you think about this player first um, culture that we're trying to build? This player first culture is, is definitely prevalent in the military sector. Without the players, we don't have a military. Without the mm -hmm. players, we don't have friends and comrades that we go into battle with. I mean, that's kind of what this game is about because yeah. it sure as hell ain't about the game. Mm -hmm. Um the game as it stands right now is in my opinion hardly playable compared to other forms of of these types of games eve yeah by itself is a different type of game and mm -hmm. it's not about the game it's about the players um i didn't make a corporation just to you know be a leader and and use them to my advantage to get where i need to be it was <laughs> I wanted a group of people that I could work together and build a camaraderie with. And without them, I wouldn't have a corporation. And you can see that it's very prevalent in corporations that don't have that kind of mindset that yeah. uh, they just dissolve, they disappear. I've had multiple people from other corporations say that their entire corporation dissolved because it was all about the leadership and they didn't yeah. want to hear the opinions of the people. Right. And if you lose that, if you lose that friendship, if you lose that mentality of we're here to meet people, we're here to play a game together, we're here, here to build relationships and uh, become effective and, and win and lose together. Yeah. Um, without that player first mentality, you just you don't have a corporation, you don't have a game. Well said. Uh, Storm? Oi. <clears throat> um, well, I think what Raw said now pretty much covers it all. Uh, mm -hmm. This this game is built on social relations, and yeah. to keep those social relations, you need to have the complete pl player base, not just a, a few ones. Then you will drown very very fast. Yeah. yeah. I mean, working recruiting myself, I talked to so many players who, you know, coming from other alliances, other corporations. Yeah, like Ross said, it's it's we're just definitely different, you know, making this player first. Okay, um, let's talk. Go back to the beginning and talk more lighter, uh, more personal stuff. <laughs> uh, why did you become an FC and how? Let's start with Storm this time. <clears throat> so we'll go back to Eve how, Online. How, yeah. I, how I become an FC? Yes. Um, I think that was during my, my days in Faction Warfare when I started up there. Um, and people were more or less clueless on how, why, why and when. Uh, it was a new type of combat uh, because you 
you could fight on your terms all the way. If you only want to fight with small ships, you had small pockets that hold stations, uh, which you had to beat the countdown on. You had to stay in this uh, pocket for 10 minutes or 15 minutes or 20 minutes, depending on what type of pocket it was. Um, and while you were in there, you uh, had to defend this place because if an enemy or a different faction come into you, yeah. uh, the timer stops and uh, you had to kill them. Uh, and people, we, we, used, we used some time to figure out how the system worked. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, we would we were, we were discussing tactics uh, and, yeah. and such things. And I think that was my first experience as an FC. Sure. Um, I just I... picked up the yeah I picked up the loose ends and and started to work against the common goal uh, within for, the, with with this new faction warfare that was launched into the game. Yeah, yeah. For people who don't know how that works, do so, you have pre-made teams or do you have? Uh, is it just random teammates when you go into that faction? In warfare? faction warfare, it's in faction warfare. It's more like you have all that is listed for faction warfare. We had uh, they have their own in-game channel. Uh, where everyone with that tag is at any given time. You can't close that one. Like, you can't close the local. Uh-huh. Um, and you made it alliances and corporations inside that pocket or okay. inside this faction warfare, and you listed your corporation or the entire alliance up up to, to uh, faction warfare. Um, so... And you had MPC Corporation that also was listed for uh, Faction Warfare. And we started off there. Um, and we gathered up uh, and fall down many, many times. <laughs> and then in 2000 and, uh, 2009, I think it was, uh, we started a corporation called Calibrated Chaos. Uh, with lead as tag um, and with that corporation and the leadership that we put together there uh, and the player base we collected um, we beat faction warfare we won it so, <laughs> that's awesome um, yeah that that was my first experience as a FC uh, oh. I think it was in 2006, seven or something. Yeah. Thank you. And well, how and why did you become an FC? So to reiterate the question, how and why did I become an FC? Um, I spent a very large portion of my early years in EVE Online in LOSEC. As an individual, I was a solo player. I didn't really have a whole lot of social aspect to it. And I chewed rocks most of the time. Mm-hmm. I didn't really know a whole lot about what was going on or how the entire game worked. I mean, at that point, I was, I don't know, 9, 10, 11, 12 years old. So it was just getting on a game that uh, kind of dropped you into space and didn't really tell you how to play it. So I think it was more of the adventure of figuring out how everything went. And eventually I found out who the goons were and uh, 
ended up applying into the goons and it was more <laughs> of a militaristic progression from there. The, yeah. uh, the Imperium has this vast database of information. Sure. Um, they have research upon research of just straight forums of how the game is played, what each ship does, how to operate, mm-hmm. um, how to be a fleet commander, how to be a you know bomber wing, how to be an interceptor. All, all, all of it was there. So I tended to spend a lot of my time while I was chewing rocks uh, studying. And eventually I got to the point where uh, I started joining the training sessions for the fleet commander operations. And then I became a fleet fleet commander and took out as many uh, fleets as I could and lost many ships and whelped many of those fleets and (laughs) eventually started learning from it. And I got to the point where I eventually got into a capital ship. And that's a whole different section a whole different uh required amount of skills and and required actual personal skills that you have to learn how to fly these things and again it was just a militaristic progression from there and Mm -hmm. i enjoyed the ability to uh, take my comrades into battle and become effective um, and get to that point where people enjoyed my fleets and you know we're going to go back to the the people first thing even in goons it was uh, we're not ruining the game. We're just ruining your game. Yeah. <laughs> and we did, we did that quite well. And yeah. that was what was fun to us. So the people first perspective on that was it was fun to ruin other people's games yeah. together. Mm-hmm. Agreed. <laughs> and do you well, have... Uh, in, in, yeah, go ahead. In, in the early days of Goon, it was just like... Uh, I didn't join up with Goon until I think it was 2013 or something like that. Um, but I know I didn't know Goon as we just have a bunch of people and we give you a ship and say, go there and shoot that up. <laughs> Mentality. We have numbers. We have money. We yeah. can blow up anyone. That yeah. was how, how the world were looking at Goon for many years. Sure. I, I guess I was... The earliest goon, I guess, started way early doing our war with Bob. And so at that time, it was different. It was we were doing everything, including combat, but we did so much other things to uh, defeat our enemies. And we should continue to do, you know, like all the uh, behind the scenes, spying, uh, sabotaging, all kinds of fun stuff. Um, so let's tell some stories, right? If it's a game about stories, let's uh, go back to Raw. Uh, any stories, interesting stories that you can share with us from any one of the fleets you've had or, or you've FC'd? Uh, this is actually not so much on the FC side of it, but it is a pretty interesting story. So in EVE Online, they added... These NPCs, they added a different kind of, well, they didn't even really add the faction. They just added a different dynamic to the NPCs. Um, a lot of people would remember that Orr started mining in our belts, which is something that, you know, it's, it was a little bit different. They, uh, they had NPC miners coming to our belts, stealing our rocks. And, uh, you know, being part of the security fleet, I used to sit in my, in my, uh, capital ship and just sit and 
in the mining fields and, and wait for people to show up. So, you know, one day I was curious and I was like, man, these guys are targetable. Let's shoot them. So I ended up shooting the, uh, the ore mining fleet and got a pretty substantial response. Uh, for the people who remember, it was basically every ship was elite and they responded based on the size of ship you have. So being in a, in a capital or sometimes a super capital and poking the bear, uh, I got a pretty substantial response (laughs) fleet to that. And if you've ever sitting, if you've ever sitting in a capital ship or a super cap, they, they survive. They have a lot of survivability. You get to, you get to, you know, surmise your death for you know at least 30 minutes before you actually die so you know during that time i'm calling all the bells and trying to get all of the security response out there to save this ship and it was you know at the time it was something that we didn't even know because it was brand new to the game uh they just implemented it so we didn't even know what kind of uh, abilities that these npcs had and it was it was very substantial they were they were painful um, but eventually we, and the thing about it was if you could, you could warp away, you could get away, but yeah, they would yeah. follow you. Oh, and you, yeah, exactly. If you had a, if you had a dead space warp somewhere, a bookmark, you could warp to that bookmark, which is what I tried to do. And then okay. they started landing on grid with me and I was, oh I was just flabbergasted oh. at the, at the advancement of this AI and the fact that they yeah. were they were hitting me with, you know, some of the hardest hits in the game and we didn't really know what was going on. So eventually I got enough people and we actually had to call a, a capital response for NPCs, you know, and at at the time that was unheard of, we didn't know what was going on. So we, we actually had to get the, the capital fleet security response team out there so that we could save this one ship. But we prevailed. NPCs. (laughs) I did not know memorable moment in EVE Online. Well, there are many. Um, one, 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 one particular fleet, I, I was an FC for that. Um, one particular fleet, I was, um, uh, I was very impressed because it was my introduction to pipe bombing. Um, hmm. And the coordination and the skill needed to actually do this was uh, it blew me away uh, first time I ever saw it and yeah. participated on it. Um, we took down a large fleet of capitals in it, it, it was less than a minute, I think. Um, <laughs> we had over 100 stealth bombers. Yeah. Um, and Bombs in, in EVE Online, for those who don't know it, yeah, functions another way than the, uh, than the uh, bombs in EVE Echoes, because we don't have bombs. Uh, but a bomb in EVE Online, a, bom- a stealth bomber in EVE Online, has a very special feature um, where you can drop a bomb uh, that 
doesn't have you don't have to target anything you just drop yeah. it and it flies in a straight way a straight road either to the fly timer is out or mm -hmm. it hit something and yeah. then it does it, it is the only thing that do uh, only range weapon that do aoe damage mm -hmm. so how you do this you line up the fleet on a straight line and a straight line and a straight line and you wait like 10 seconds between every wave five seconds between every wave you warp in you drop your bomb and you warp out if you then don't get out you're dead period um so within i think it was 30 40 seconds we had I think uh, it was it it was some capital ships. Uh, I can't remember the exact number right now, but they okay. they they were blown away. Uh, they didn't stand a chance. So you warp off, you warp against target, you land, you drop your bomb, and you warp off. Uh, and you drop your bomb. So it. it, it I can't explain it on a better way, but it was a fantastic show. Uh, I was in uh, wave four. So when I landed, mm -hmm. the second wave's uh, uh, bombs were landing on the fleet. It was just this amazing explosion. Just hit the bottom and get out or you get lost. Yeah. <laughs> you get blown up by the next wave. Yeah. Um, because you, if you stand in the way of that wave, uh, the bomb will hit you yeah. instead of the enemy. So that that was the most fantastic thing I ever done. I think it it completely blew me away. Yeah, I mean the fact that you're you're coordinating so many bombers, like you said, how many like hundred a hundred bombers, right? I think in that particular fleet, my first fleet, we were. Uh, we were uh, about 100, between 90 and 100 people. Yeah, to think about, you know, no two people can do it at the same time. It's a few seconds, 10 seconds apart. And in a straight line, everybody hitting yeah. the same, you know, direction, target. I mean, that's, that's yeah. Yeah. So how does, how does a bomb work in Echoes? We don't have bombs? We don't, we don't, we have, don't have bombs. Yeah, there are bombers, but no bombs. So it's just <laughs> a ship. <laughs> a torque, torque bombers, right? For a siege fleet. That's yeah. not even more. We don't have one. Kinda yet. not really. <clears throat> they work. They operate in different ways. A, a bomb is basically a grenade on a ship, and you throw it in a direction, and it lands. Yeah. And then blows up. <laughs> you don't have to target a ship. You just point in a direction and shoot, and that's that's what a bomb is. We don't have that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, look forward to that, because <laughs> that that's one of my favorite <laughs> things to do as well. Just maybe one yeah, day. That's, that's the real bomber that we have in Evacos now is torpedo boats with stealth motors. Uh -huh. Do they? Do you guys know if they're implementing real bombs in the in the plans? They, they seem to like it. They like to I take the no... names of things that were real and Eve and and use the name and then completely change how it works and what it does. I can yeah. tell you how they'll answer if you ask them that question. Um, there is no plans. We have no idea. Yes. 
Okay. To be determined. I, you. I, 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 I see you have a lot of experience with devs. Oh, yeah. She loves the devs. She loves the devs. Alpha tester, beta tester. Ugh. Oh, wow. I, I, I speak to a lot of different types of devs. I am a developer myself, but okay. for, you know, just the sheer lack of communication that they have with us is, is appalling for the entire game. Is it because they're basing... I just hope... Sorry, are they basing... You think it's States? because they're China? Yeah, are they basing... I, I, don't, I don't think that a lot of it has to do with their location. Their geolocation has nothing to do with their development or communication ability. Hmm. Uh, through the videos that you've seen, they obviously can speak English. And even yeah. if they didn't do an, an English release, it could be translated. There are any number of people who play the game that would love to translate it for them. So speak in their language, get it translated so that, you know, everybody can see it, but it's just a lack of communication. It's not necessarily that they can't, it's that they don't. Sure. Okay. Um, let's I get the feeling they might not have been prepared. Oh, my dog is awake and barking now. Um, because like none of their other games, if you look at them, were ever successful at all. And so they yeah. hit on this idea and it just exploded. And I think they haven't, like they opened a Pandora's box and now they don't know what to do with it. <laughs> I could be wrong. I think they joined into a player base that they didn't understand. Mm -hmm. um, they, don't, they don't understand that the people who still play EVE today mm -hmm. are most likely going to be your oldest diehard fans. I mean, we, we've been playing Eve for a very long time. Nobody ever quits Eve, by the way. We take breaks and then we get sucked back in somehow. And yes. Eve Echoes was the way that I got sucked back in. Nobody ever quits Eve. That's how you win Eve, by the way. If you didn't know that, uh, the way you win Eve is you, you stop playing. <laughs> so we, we all lost. So you, have, you, have, you have the time that you can actually lie, lie Eve, Eve or New Eden away mm -hmm. and never return to it, then you have beaten the game. Yeah. So I think that yeah. they, they joined in on a player base that they didn't understand. Uh, they tried to understand the physics dynamic of the game that they didn't understand or still to this day don't understand. I think that their communications with CCP may be few and far between, maybe too few and too far between. Um, and a lot of their ideas are good. However, they don't really have a testing group, right? This, this game has been in development for over two years. Yeah. Uh, they went through the beta test. The beta test UI, for instance, was completely different. So they tested one thing and then implemented another. <laughs> and I don't think that their test group is sufficient mm -hmm. enough or large enough that they're actually getting uh, reliable data. So they're trying to implement things that may work in the future. I, I love the idea of taking Eve and adding new dynamic to it, sure. which is what this is. This is Eve light, right? So they yeah. took different ideas that may work and then they try to implement it. But the problem is they have no pulse on the player base. They have no pulse on how the game is actually supposed to be balanced and working together yeah. and how the ships are supposed to have that Rochambeau. And it, it's kind of come into the point where you have a 
specific meta, you have a specific ship, you have a specific module, a single module that breaks the entire game that should have been fixed within days. And Mm -hmm. according to their last AMA, the answer was we tried to fix it. It broke the game. We gave up. Um, compared to EVE Online, wasn't there, uh, what, what did you call these guys? So basically player base who had direct access to... Uh, CSMs. CSMs, Council right? of Stellar Management. Yeah, yeah. So why don't they just copy this model? Right? It clearly worked for EVE Online. I have been trying so hard to get them to get CSMs, to promote CSMs. I've Every chance that I get made yeah. a suggestion that we need... CSMs for Echoes. And if anybody doesn't know what a CSM is, uh, it's basically a single point of contact for the player base. Mm -hmm. Um, There was a group of them, and they each had their own different uh, specializations in the game. If you had something about logistics or something about mining or something about whatever in the game, you could look up who your representative CSM would be. And as a player, you would be able to contact them and to have a discussion with them. They were, you know... Just as in politics, you can call your <laughs> your local leaders yeah. and talk to them about things that you think that need to be changed. And sure. what that does is it filters out a lot of the things that shouldn't be discussed, uh, a lot of especially Care Bear things where you just get a lot of people that gripe about losing their ship <laughs> because the devs don't need to hear about that. They don't. Right. They could care less. Sure. And that's that seems to be the voice that's the loudest right now, and that's what the devs are catering to. So yeah. the CSMs would be a filter for that. And sure. most of the time, the CSMs understand the game. They understand the meta. They understand each ship and how it works, and each yeah. module and how it works and how the market works and how it's supposed to balance and how, you know, if you release certain minerals here, how it's going to affect the global scheme of things or the, sorry, interstellar scheme of things. (laughs) And the CSMs were who the developers went to when they wanted to change something, when they wanted to add something, when they wanted to uh, introduce a different faction or a different ship or a different style of play or a different mining function when they introduced uh, moon mining. Yeah. All of this went through the CSMs and the CSMs would give them feedback basically saying this is going to break the game. This is great. I love this. However, you know, and so forth. So yeah. with CSMs for Echoes, it would it would allow for the devs to have a more substantial feedback group as opposed to pulling the audience, which is what's happening now. Right. Yeah, I remember we had no sec. Um, I think Veli was one of the CSMs. Uh, anywho, let's move on. Uh, we have quite a bit more topics to talk about. Uh, let's talk about um, what would you say to the aspiring future FCs? Uh, what would you say is the best part or the most fun part of, being, uh, of FC? Let's uh, start with Storm. The most fun part of being an FC. Yeah. Uh... Well, it's creating a continent to the other players, to be honest. It's not about leading them. It's more about making them understand why things are important, why um, why you do certain things. What, what, what can you do to make content to other players? Mm-hmm. Uh, like, for instance, just gather up some people and start roaming 
yeah. look for targets, miners, whatever. Um, and the fun about it is that for me is to learn other players how I do things. Mm-hmm. Um, You're a teacher. And yeah, it's more it's more to be a teacher and leader at the same time. Yeah. Um, and with every fleet, I have a mission or a goal that someone in that fleet will learn something. Um, and the learning curve inside this game is the flattest learning curve in any game. Um, so you can you can play this for like I have played Eve for. 15 years and there is still mm-hmm. some things that are new to me yeah um still some things that i need to understand from a different perspective uh so you will never be fully educated in this game uh and that is i think one of the beauties of this game there's always something new it is uh and when you think you have figured it out it it just turns around and bites you in the ass. Um, <laughs> and you have to figure it out all over again because yeah. someone used it in another way um, that you didn't participate. Sure. So uh, as, long, as, long, as long as you have a mindset that there is al- always something new, there's always another way to do things in this game, um, you will come a long way. Um, So my goal in this game uh, is to create the social aspect, have have people to understand why the social around this game is important and um, that you will never be fully educated how much you try. Mm -hmm. Sure. Mm. Well... Can you repeat the question for me, yeah. please? The best part about FC for you, <laughs> or the most fun part? The best part about FC or the most fun part? Yeah. I'm an adrenaline junkie. Mm-hmm. And if there is another enemy ship on field with me, my adrenaline goes through the roof. Even even today, I'm sure everybody in the game understands that if you get into a PvP scenario, and sometimes even in PvE scenarios, your heart starts thumping and you start getting that heightened sense of adrenaline and then you go into battle. That That's probably the funnest thing about being FC for me is you get in that moment and even, you know, almost 20 years down the road, it's... It's still prevalent. If I'm on the field with a miner and I'm in a huge ship, I'm still all giddy and, you know, locked up. But over time, you get to the point where you can control that. It's not necessarily suppress it. You can't suppress it. It doesn't happen, but you control it and use it to better yourself. So I guess that would be the funnest part about being FC. I believe one of the other questions in there was what advice would you give future FCs or people who would like to become FCs. Sure. The answer to that would be go out and lose ships, go out and wall Mm -hmm. the fleet, Mm -hmm. go get in 
you know, ships you've never been in before. Go, you know, get a bunch of guys and, and group together and just go fly in places that you've never been before. Uh, go lose ships mm-hmm. because you learn by failure. You learn by what you shouldn't do next time. And the yeah. more that you do that, the more effective you'll become because you've done it before. Yeah. And you'll you'll eventually get to the situation where you're taking smaller ships to destroy bigger objects mm. and bigger ships. And you take less ability and destroy bigger things. So you can take a probe and go destroy a battleship, you know, if you got enough enough damage on it. But the without losing ships, without going out and whelping fleets, without figuring out what you can and can't do, especially in this game, uh, in, in Echoes, it's it's new to all of us. Um, yeah. A lot of things have laterals over to EVE Online, and that does kind of give a little bit of a boost to the people who played EVE Online. But for the most part, it's brand new to all of us. They have different modules, different ships, different Rochambeau of the in, entire meta. And until you go out there and figure out what you can and can't do, uh, you're not you're not going to get better. So for all the new FCs or people who would like to become FCs, go lose ships. Go take out a fleet. It doesn't have to be an official fleet. Go grab a bunch of guys that are willing to, you know, go get a ship destroyed. It doesn't matter if you're in a Velator or a rookie ship. Just go out there and figure out what you can and can't do. And I can guarantee you, if you get a group of 10 guys in a Velator, you'll take out a couple of ships and it'll be fun in the process. Nice. And you'll learn things. That's excellent advice. So, on the new FCs. Well, yeah. That's the best advice, man. That's the best advice. I've been under uh, lessons from both Storm and Raw. They're the best teachers, I can say. Mm-hmm. And most of, most of the time they are like, we expect not to lose our ships. We go under that FC because we trust him. And But my friend, if you don't lose a ship, you don't actually learn anything. Yeah. I think one of the biggest barriers I, I, to getting into PvP is the fear factor. So if you talk to someone who hasn't done PvP or they say that's not my thing or, you know, it's because they're afraid to try. The fear factor is so large. And by putting yourself in a situation where you know you are going to lose and you just accept that, you have to walk into your first fight saying, my ship is going to be blown up and that's okay it helps you get past that fear factor. To Raw's point, the adrenaline, the rush, the the anxiety never goes away. You learn to enjoy it instead of fear it. And that's that's the barrier. Once you get to where you enjoy it and you don't fear it, then you can be successful at PvP. Embrace it. Embrace the fear. The fear is a good friend, actually. Yeah. The, the, the way I learned new PvP uh, back in the days, uh, I've been chewing rocks like a Care Bear in Isaac for nearly a year uh, before I found out that I want to try a new aspect. Um, so what I did, I fitted up a lot of Kestrels. That's a brawler frigate, mm-hmm. Tech 1 brawler frigate from Kaldari uh, with missile mm-hmm. system and shield boosting. Um, I think I fitted up 40 of them and... 
before before I got my first solo kill, I think I lost all of them. <laughs> so it's 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 a hard process, and you like me back then, I didn't know what what different ships what I do what I did. Yeah. I didn't yeah. care before that time. Uh, so my first one-on-one battle with a Kestrel, Tech One to Kestrel, was up against the Thorax, and it Ooh. melted me, and I had no clue why. I didn't understand why. Uh, and Can you tell the that audience just... why? <laughs> why can't the figure <laughs> go against the destroyer? Just, but, why, 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 why did it hit me so hard? Why yeah. does it have so much more hit point than me? Why don't I do damage on that, that thing? That was my thoughts, and and then I started to to do some research on the different ships and 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 how to use them. Uh, but I did the learn by doing and go up against different type of ships, um, and I lost a lot of them. But I think that made me to the pilot I am today uh, with the mindset that whenever you undock with something, you don't, you don't dock up with it again because it's lost. Mm-hmm. Period. So. I think for me, I, I still remember every single ship I lost. Uh, that's not a good thing. That means <laughs> that, I haven't then, lost uh, Then you didn't lose so many. Then you didn't lose so many. <laughs> I mean, it's billions. But still, you know, not enough, right? <laughs> Anyways, uh, let's talk about the downside of FC. We've talked about the good sides, you know, the fun part. How about the bad parts? Uh, let's go back to Raw first. Um, you know, the, the not so pleasant part of FC, or your least favorite part. For me, it's a bit different because I've, I've been doing it for so long. But for especially new players, the worst part about FCing is when you lose ships, even though that's the best thing that you could do um, to go out and learn is it's it's hard to break that mentality or that thought process of I'm responsible for every ship in this fleet. And then you go whelp a fleet and then you feel really bad about whelping that fleet. Well, you have to look at it, the perspective that you provided an experience for these pilots. You provided a learning experience, especially for these pilots and also yourself. And at the end of the day, it's it's pixels on a screen. You know, they're just mm-hmm. ships. Everybody started with no ships and they were able to get them. So, you know, with the help of a bunch of people, especially 5,000 of our closest friends, we'll get you into a different ship as a group, as a team. You know, it's it's not going to hurt us if you go and lose a ship. So I think the worst part about being FC for a lot of players, mm-hmm. um, especially, you know, FCs in our alliance, uh, I don't speak for them, but I can guarantee you that they feel bad when they lose ships. And it doesn't matter if we win the objective or not. Mm-hmm. We feel bad when it, it really hits home when we start seeing the death melts that come through because then starts it starts reeling through our minds. What could have we done better to not lose a ship? And at the end of the day, nothing. Right. You know, you, you can't not lose ships. It's going to happen. You're, you're going to get in that situation where you're going to lose your entire fleet. You're going to lose every ship that you brought with you and it's happened before and it's going to happen again. And that 
that's probably the worst feeling is FC, but it's also one of the most driving for me, at least. Um, it drives me to become better. It drives me to learn what not to do. And every, every fleet that you whelp is another fleet that you're not going to later on. Sure. So I would have to say that's the worst part about being FC. Sorry, anything to add? Pretty much sums it up. Yeah. Um, when 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 you lose a battle, it is not just that you as an FC start thinking, "What did I do wrong?" But you have to fight against the moral that has fallen upon your pilots as well, and uh, you have you have to. Try to uh, tell them that this happens. Don't take it that hard. Um, we learn something from this, hopefully. Uh, and as, lo as long as you've learned something, you have you have actually won the fleet with loss or victory. It doesn't matter. Um, but it is that to take up take up that uh, demoralizing. Uh, aspect of it uh, when you are FC and try to motivate your pilot to try again uh, on a later term. Uh, that can be pretty hard sometimes. To, to sum it up, I think <laughs> losing ships is the answer to everything. Uh, yeah, <laughs> to train new FCs, you lose ships. <laughs> the best part is losing uh, sorry. ships. Uh, Neon. Yeah. The thing is that you are in a game which is PvP based. Yeah. A PvP based game. It's a part of the game to lose ships, man. If I, I mean, I've been in a few, not too many battles in Evecos, and I've seen so much cry out because they lose a ship after that. <laughs> Why? This is the this is the game. This is how you have fun. If you are only here to win, 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 never lose, then sorry, this is not this yeah. is not that game. Any PvP game, not just Evecos. Okay? I mean, any game which has to oh, around right. PvP, you will lose. Yeah, well, of course, well, you will right lose. Now have, yeah, well, right now, I have. Right uh, now, I have fifteen ships in my hangar in 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 P seven Tech Four, uh, and <laughs> I have about three, four, five thousand liquidisk or something. It's it's literally nothing. Um, so when I lose all my ships, I I can feel those who uh, um, are afraid of losing ships. But hey, it's still a game. I got those 15 yeah. ships somehow. I just have to do that process one more time. And it is a MMO. It is a grinding game. And you nev you never beat it. You will never be the most wealthy player. You will never have the most chips. You will never have the best skills ever. Um, it's, it's just the way the game is built. Um, and as Raw referred earlier on, on in this uh, meeting, the only way to beat this game is to quit it and never return. <laughs> yep. Which means we are all a bunch of losers. <laughs> 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 yep. Basically, yeah. Basically, yeah. That's okay. I'll be a loser with y'all. <laughs> I think we we enjoyed it too much to quit it. Otherwise, we would not be here. Yeah. 
we have the fun. We have yeah. fun along the way, and that's what's driving us to um, play it. And uh, yeah, I think speaking to the players who is in that situation, like you were talking about, um, you lost all your ships, or you lost a really expensive <laughs> ship, and you have no no more saving, no more risk. Uh, that's why we have corps and alliances in France, right? We're all here to help. Uh, yeah. And in the future, you know, we're working on, we're working really hard on building an alliance uh, SRP program. So losing ship will not be a hit on your wallet, so to speak. Right? Losing so, a doctrine ship will not be a hit on your wallet. Yeah. A doctrine ship in a, an alliance approved situation. Yes, yes. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> don't just go start yeah. getting yourself blown up being stupid please <laughs> well yes. i think uh, idea we had a discussion uh, a few days ago <laughs> sorry uh captain as we evolve no, there will yes. be different fleets there will be different times things to to do and the way to like we had in the goons as long yeah. as you are in a fleet with a approved FC for the goons, you are taking part of the SRP program. Yeah. If it was to roam or uh, hit a station or uh, defend individual, uh, let's say, um, if you are in a standing fleet, yeah, yeah, it didn't matter as long as the FC was approved. Uh, you were inside the SRP program with Dockland ships. Yeah. I think we talked nice. a little bit too much about FC. Let's talk about when you're not FC, what are you usually doing in game? Uh, or your favorite thing to do when you're not FC? Can you oh, say that again? Please go on to Neon. To me. <laughs> I'm ratting. <laughs> I like. You're uh, ratting? Yeah, doing anomalies and. Doing spaces. I guess this is just an open open question, Neon. So if I'm not FCing, yeah. uh, most of the time I'm either station spinning, which is <laughs> no longer fun, or uh, I go sit in a belt with a long range, high power ship, yeah. and I just start hitting people at 100 kilometers out that like to go and terrorize our miners because that's fun for me. Mm -hmm. um, but with this latest patch and being able to maneuver your ship prior to coming out of invulnerability station spinning is no longer lucrative mm -hmm. uh, prior to that patch i would sit in my uh, probe with about 2200 scan res and i would lock even pods trying to get out of station down and prevent them from actually doing anything it didn't matter what ship they were in i just sat in front of the station <laughs> locked them down and terrorized them for hours upon end so that they didn't enjoy the game <laughs> um, but since, since this past that, uh, past patch, yeah. it's, uh, it's no longer lucrative. It doesn't work anymore. So I just go sit in belts. Losing your. And uh, a lot of that, if you if you go sit in a mining belt, mm -hmm. a lot of times the miners will talk to you. They'll send you a private message, and you can just chat up people there. Or you can sit in a discord group and have a bunch of people go sit in mining belts. And then you get all of these people like uh, Suzanne pirate and a few other names, minks. Uh, I know that a lot of people will know those names. If you just sit in the belts while you're, you're chatting with people, talking to people on discord, then you can be effective on the security front as well as you can uh, continue having the social aspect of it. 
And I think that's that's mostly what I do outside of FCing in game. But my in game time is uh, few and far between. So there's that. <clears throat> Sorry, my daughter came in. Uh, <clears throat> so we're all, um, thank you. Uh, Storm, when you're not FC, what's your favorite yeah. thing to do? Well, I use, in game, I use a lot of time to fit uh, up ships. Uh, just try them, see how things work. Uh, or I just jump into a frigate and start roaming uh, to get myself known. Uh, know where to go fastest and how long it takes uh, to work from point to point. Uh, this is that I actually write down um, for habit, I don't know. But mainly my job or my game is on Discord these days. Um, I for every ten hours I'm on Discord, I'm maybe one hour in game. So yeah. I'm glad I'm not the only one. <laughs> oh yeah, thank you. Uh, and uh, my my job uh, prevents me to be in game as much as I want to as well. Um, so when I'm driving, I'm happy to just jump into a channel and chat with people. Uh, and I'm driving for all from five to 10 hours a day. Uh, so uh, I mean, I'm mostly just sitting around in Discord, chatting with people, trying to help them with their problems if they come with someone uh, or... Uh, like me and, and, and Raw has done uh, a couple of times is just discussion uh, about what modules will work and not why, how, when, uh, and so on. Um, mm -hmm. That that's that's fun for me um, to have these discussions with people, uh, especially when the other part actually understands what you're saying and what you are meaning <laughs> about these things. So yeah. That's my game. Mm -hmm. um, you brought up a little bit about like outside of Eve. Let's talk more about. Uh, you can share as much or as little as you want about your life outside of Eve. <laughs> Raw. Outside of Eve. Yes. So outside of Eve. Um, excuse me. <laughs> Speaking of. <laughs> Yes, outside of Eve, uh, I'm trying to see how much I can say about this without going into, you know, getting people bored. Okay, so outside of Eve, um, I spend a lot of my time designing a hydrogen reactor, and I'm going to leave it at that. Um, beyond that, I spend a lot of time fishing. Um, I love to go bowfish. Uh, I... I have many, many uh, weapons and firearms and nice. bows and otherwise that I take out frequently and, and uh, hone my skills on those. Awesome. And 
um, I would say <clears throat> outside of Eve, there's there's uh, not really any other games at this point that I've I've been heavy into. But prior to Eve, Echoes, uh, I was pretty heavy into uh, mobile games in general, specifically because most of my jobs uh, require me to be remote. Uh, I have to travel the world, and it's very hard to take your your nice gaming computers and gaming laptops with you when you have to go halfway around the world. So uh, mobile games became a big aspect of it. So I was really excited when Evecos came out. Um, other than that, I love cooking. I love culinary arts. Uh, I love taking things that nobody would think to put together and, and trying it out, whether it's horrible or not. Uh, but that's that's how you know people started especially with cooking in any way. Yeah. What's one second? Second. Okay. Storm, you want to share your I'll life? Out of Eve. Yeah. Uh, I have four kids. Oh. <laughs> I did not know that. 19, 15, 10, and 4 years mm-hmm. old. Um, I have... Uh, I have an obsession with cars, so I have <sighs> I have seven cars <laughs> right now. <laughs> Four kids and seven cars. <laughs> yeah. Um, you have many babies, I see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All kinds yeah, of babies. babies. <laughs> all, yeah, all kinds of babies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have uh, this company um, which I'm trying to to hold aloft, um, and uh, I have girlfriend that I try to come home to every time I have the possibility to do that. Um, yeah, uh, and I feel that, like. Um, yeah. We can do an entire episode talking about your your hobbies, both you and Raw, outside the game. But uh, let's save it for another time. We're running really short on time. Let's get to our final topics about uh, these are questions from Alliance members. First one is about FC training. Um, We had a, uh, the university had our first basic FC training session (coughs) today. A lot of people showed up. And the most common question from that was, just people asking, how does one become an official Alliance FC? Um, I guess, Storm, you want to answer first? Well, yeah, I, I can I can answer that. Um, to be an Alliance FC, it's just that you have to be recognized by your corporation a military leader and uh, be um, be uh, put up in front of me or raw uh, to get approved as an Alliance FC. So um, most of the time when I'm driving, uh, I'm just jumping through these channels. Uh, I'm driving night and day, uh, depending Mm -hmm. on how, when the loading uh, point is. Um, It could be, uh, if I go from UTC time perspective, it could be, Twelve in the uh, midday, uh, or or it can be uh, twelve uh, 
in the night and then I have to drive four or five, six, seven, eight hours. Um, so my, my, my day varies a lot. Um, and when I'm driving and have the opportunity to do so, I just listen to fleets and <laughs> ask them some questions and promote them. Um, so I recommend everyone to have their fleets in a, the Alliance channels instead of their own corporation channels. Um, because when you are in the Alliance channels, it is a possibility for me to jump in and listen and starting mm -hmm. to to grow our FC base. Thank you. Uh, Raul, anything to add to the FC training process? Yeah, so that, uh, that, that question in general is kind of open-ended to two fronts. One being, if you would like to become an Alliance fleet commander, the other being, what are the steps to becoming an FC? I'm going to answer the latter first. So first step is saying, hey guys, do you want to go blow shit up? And then you get a group of people to to go with you and you direct them where to go. That's that's how you become FC. You you literally say, hey, I'm going to go try this. Do you want to come, come along with? Um, if I'm horrible, tell me what I did wrong. Yeah. If I make mistakes, help me along the way. And the more that you do that, the more involved that you become in fleet operations, the more involved that you make yourself the better FC you will become. But just to become a fleet commander is literally just saying, hey guys, do you want to go do stuff? And then you direct them where to go. That's being a fleet commander. And just like anything else, you know, riding a bike, you didn't, you weren't able to jump on it and ride perfectly the first time. So it's, it's a skill in and of itself, a human skill. And the more that you do it, the better you will get. So the first step is just getting a group of people that are willing to go die for you and making that leap. If you put them in cheaper ships, they're more willing. I can guarantee that. Yeah. Fun either way. Mm -hmm. um, but as far as the Alliance fleet commander side of that question. Yes. If you show initiative, if you show that you want to learn about being a fleet commander and you want to take that next step, Almost every corporation, maybe not all, have fleet commanders. Um, not even just Alliance fleet commanders, just fleet commanders in general. Go sit with them, go join their fleets, go have a discussion with them. And if you send them a message and say, hey, I would like to learn more from you and uh, I want to be a part of your fleets just to learn from them, that in and of itself shows initiative. And regardless of if it's at the alliance level or the corporation level, you are going to learn from it. Um, so if you get to the point where you would like to or feel comfortable being an alliance fleet commander, you can talk to your corporation alliance fleet commanders. Mm -hmm. Most every corporation has two or more. Um, and you can say, hey, I would like to do uh, qualifications for Alliance Fleet Command. And then you would have to go set up your own roaming group, your own gate camp, your own activity, um, invite all the people, make the event, and then that FC would what we call backseat you. Mm -hmm. So you would take the fleet out, you would perform 
whatever task that was designated for that, whether that task be we're going to go sit at this gate camp and blow stuff up or we're going to go roam into a sector we've never been before. Or we're going to go do a scouting op. I mean, those are even an option. Um, and then the back seat will give you a grade. He will tell you what you did right, what you did wrong. And if he thinks that you are qualified to be an Alliance fleet commander based on your performance, he can go to Storm. And then if Storm is not a part of that initial qualification, he may request to be on his own fleet, or he can take what you said and basically say, yes, you're, you can be an Alliance fleet commander, or here are the things that you need to improve before you become an Alliance fleet commander. And then you would go out on another fleet and prove that you learned what those things are. Um, I think the biggest step of becoming a fleet commander, regardless of what level it is, is taking that initial leap of faith that a lot of people have a hard time doing. They don't feel comfortable in their own ships, much less directing a bunch of other people in their ships. Yeah. But until you take that step, until you decide one day that I'm going to go take my hand at being a fleet commander, um, you'll, you'll never get there. You'll, you'll get comfortable in your own ships. You may get comfortable bringing your ships on other people's fleets. But until you decide that you're going to put other ships in danger, regardless of what those ships are, because that, that is a fear factor. You have to get over that. You, you have to take that initial step and say, hey, I'm, I'm going to take charge here. We're going uh, to try some things. It may not work, but we're going to have fun either way. And when you take that first step, it's just a snowball effect after that. You're going to eventually get into a group of people who think the same way you do, uh, which is the fleet commanders. So you'll, you'll, you'll quickly learn what to do and what not to do by taking that initial step. Because until you do that, you're going to be afraid of it. And you have to get over that. Yes, Does that yes. answer your question? Of course, yes. Excellent. Uh, just to sort of summarize, uh, you guys mentioned you know losing ships is the biggest what? sort of step to take. Uh, but yeah, I but think you recommended earlier, right? You can just take on newbie ships, even if it's 10 newbie ships. Uh, you can still coast things and learn things. Go ahead, Storm. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, but one of the most important things that you have to learn when you are seeing, uh, I do think is you have to know when the battle is lost, when it's just not necessary to go into that battle. Yeah. Your losses will be too grave and you will not have any, any, uh, enemy casualties, uh, on the other hand. Um, so learn when to stand down, mm. learn when to don't take the fight. That. Very, very often that's more important to actually take the fight and do the right things that is to learn when when you have to stand down when when do you retreat when do you don't when when do you just don't poke the bear if you know what i mean so yeah i mean that's part of the learning too right no you know if you walk one time you're gonna learn the next time not to poke the bear <laughs> Don't you're not going to know when to retreat until you lose a few fleets. Yeah. You're well, going to get, no. you know, 
you can you can take your ships out and and you can I, I would say a group of frigates can take out and destroy battle cruisers all day. Yeah. Um, yeah. But you're not gonna know what fights you can handle until mm-hmm. you go lose your ships, until you get to that point where you've whelped a few fleets. Yeah. And then you're like, all right, well now I know I need to stand down for this next fight. Yeah. So don't be afraid. Is it's like Neon was was getting to. It's go lose ships. Yeah. Doesn't matter what ship it is. Yeah. Just go figure out what the bounds of your capabilities are in that ship. And the more that you lose it, the more you'll know what not to do and what you can do. And because you learn about that specific ship, you become a better fleet commander in the end, if, that, if that's what you want to do. You don't even have to start looking into the fleet commander role for that kind of thing. The more ships you lose on a personal level, the more you will learn about that ship, the more you will learn about battle, and the more you will learn what battles you can take and the ones you can't. All right. Um, uh, yeah, again, well said. So FCs, uh, don't be afraid to take that first leap of faith and go lose some ships, right? I think uh, and what I take from this was we're going to do trainings where we'll just tell FCs to take out fleets, right? I mean, we'll provide backseat FCs to help them analyze and provide them feedbacks after. The best, the best <laughs> training you do. Yeah. The best training you do is actually just go out there. Yeah. Take a bunch of people with you and yeah. go out there. Have yeah. fun. Yeah. Try to blow something up. And yeah. if you want guidance on that, sure. t- tell me, tell Raw, tell uh, another FC, sure, sure. Uh, tell Holok or Evelia, um, hey, come join me. See yeah. how I do. Tell me what I do wrong. What can I do to improve? Okay. Um, and that's that's the way to actually do it. Um, and and try to pick if if you are running in in frigates, try to pick big 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 ships. Try to pick them down. Um, in, in that way, you learn. Um, yeah. And it, it, it's like uh, if you if you try against let let's say you go out in in T four frigates, which we have used a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and 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 you fight a battle cruiser. It, it's no problem to take down that battle cruiser. Yeah. You just have to do it the right way. Mm-hmm. Um. And, and and first time you lose, second time you lose, third time, oh, it went a lot better because we actually got him down to hull before we died. So as long as you learn the process along the way, you will be a better FC. Um, understand the ship matter and uh, what the different ships do and not do uh, will bring you to be a better FC. Uh, when you learn which fight to pick and not to pick, you will become a better FC. It's a lot of aspects there that you need to learn to become a better FC, and the only way to learn them <coughs> is to actually try it out. I, I can sit here and talk for hours and still, you wouldn't have learned everything you need right. to learn. Yeah. Theory, theory from practice always differs. I mean, theory, yeah. as uh, Storm said, you can make it for hours until you do go in the battlefield and you try your skills or you try to sharpen your skills. Mm-hmm. That's all the thing over there. Yeah. I mean. Okay, um, how are you guys doing on time? We have literally one last question. 
uh, you want to, do you guys, are you guys okay with time? I'm good. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm good. I'm fine. Right. <laughs> awesome. Uh, then I'm home. <laughs> uh, let's talk about the issues with fleet forming. Uh, we've all seen how frustrating it could get. Maybe not for you guys, but for for the for you know the general uh, FCs who are doing the inviting. Uh, this is caused by, of course, the ten players limit for fleets and the one hundred players limit for in-game channels. One of the 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 problem is that people have been mixing up in Intel channels, and so that makes it hard to teach them after the fleet to not chat in these channels. It's also, I, again, it's very operational level, but um, what do you feel about this this procedure? And have you considered using the fleet finders who, who, like we do in EO? I, yeah. Uh, I think we changed that a bit the latest, like a week or so or less. We okay. changed that. So they don't uh, X up in Intel channels anymore. Uh-huh. I'll, I'll make this a quick answer for you, okay, sure. Neon? of almost every battle, especially on a large fleet scale, is us fighting the game because it is a cask of a game. It is a skeleton of a game. So the channels that they provide us and the ability to use the in-game channels being the only way that we can actually find other people um, to your point, a fleet finder doesn't actually let you join the fleet. All it does is it sends a notification to the fleet boss or the fleet commander of that fleet and says, hey, this person wants to join your fleet, and that's it. Yeah. Um, so we, during this reorganization of the military, there are a lot of things that are going to be coming down that are going to be standardized, that are going to have standard operating procedures and if you are a part of the military, if you are a general player, you will have access to some of these standard operating procedures, such as fleeting up. So mm-hmm. look forward to a lot more structure, especially on the military side. Awesome. Nice. And, uh, for solving the, yeah, so solving the, the actual thing now is um, if, if you have a group of players that you agreed that we played a lot together, you have your fleet. Just just invite your your friends on the friend list and you have a fleet ready. Um, or yep, that kind of precludes the, uh, the people who don't have uh, people. They don't have their group, right? They want to get into it and they want to learn about it. Mm-hmm. Um, where do those guys go? Where do those guys get into fleets? And that's, that's where these uh, SOPs are going to come into play, these directives as far as we're going to give you a yeah. specific in-game channel that you can jump into, and here's how you do it. You get in, you X up, you get into a fleet, and you leave. And then hopefully yeah. we'll provide enough availability for these in-game channels for the time being because my assumption is that eventually they're either going to destroy the game to the point where it's unplayable or they're going to fix a lot of these issues down the line. So a lot of the issues that we have now are going to be fixed later. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. Storm, any more? No. No, no, no. no. Yeah, and that's just, like you said, hope they fix the uh, the game so we're not strangled by these mechanics. Anymore. Anymore. 
Because <laughs> <laughs> if you know how simple it is in Eve Online, FC creates a fleet, everyone uses a fleet finder, boom, that's <laughs> um, Yeah. Maybe one day. Maybe one day. I, I think when they release the fleet skills, the fleet skill book, and yeah. uh, the ability for. I guess a standard of living for the fleet. A lot of things are going to change as far as how fleet dynamics work. So look That's forward it. to that. But again, uh, hope for the best, plan for the worst. Yes. Awesome. All right. We hope have... there's less, man. <laughs> yeah, lower it's expectations, like... but yeah. Sorry. I would say like this: if you're gonna get married, if you're not already married, <laughs> just make sure your mother-in-law is not named Hope. Hope always dies last. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> Greek joke. Sorry. Greek joke. Greek oh, Greek. my goodness. Thanks for that, Harlow. That's the wisdom. <laughs> All right, guys. Captain's wisdom on life. <laughs> I, I actually have to to start driving again now. Uh, okay. I can continue, but without video feed. Um, That's okay. We're, we're done with so, questions. Uh, Any last words? Be safe. Shout outs? Be yeah, safe. Be safe. Man. Be safe. You, can, you can shut up here. We can listen. Uh, last words, shout-outs. Sorry? Yeah. I should start my camera, and uh, yes. I have to start driving. Uh, I'm still here. <laughs> That's okay. So any any last words you you, you want to say to uh, to the Alliance or to aspiring FCs, potential FCs, or to your friends? Shout-outs. I'm putting together a, a fleet ops and FC training for... Friday morning, or well, it'll be seven o'clock Friday morning for me. It is for our Aussie friends and kind of that side of the world. So if anybody has not had an opportunity to get a training because I am East Coast United States and I don't like getting up early and I don't like staying up too late, um, I'm taking one for the team. So watch for that event. It'll be going up soon in the Alliance. Did you say 7 a.m. for you, uh, East Eastern? Yes. Okay, 7 a.m. Uh, 11 UTC. 1100 UTC. Yeah, I'm not good with time zones. <laughs> That's brutal timing for you. Look forward to that. Yeah, it's okay. It's okay. okay It'll you. be worth it to get more people trained. Sure, for sure. Yeah. Um, Raw, any last words and shout outs? Shout outs and last words. Yes. Um, I would like to give a shout out to my corporation, USSF. They've uh, gone above and beyond on trying to make my life a lot easier because of the workload that I have working for the Alliance. And they've, they've taken it and ran with it. So uh, I love you guys. I'm nothing without you. And I appreciate all your time and effort for that. Um, <laughs> Final words. It is October. We do have Hordeween. Um, I believe this Thursday you'll have the opportunity to come find and kill me. Uh, I can guarantee you that I will not make it easy. Um, <laughs> so hope to see you guys there. Right. And I guess final words as far as uh, the Alliance. Mm -hmm. We have something here in this alliance that a lot of other alliances, a lot of, a lot of other organizations, a lot of other corporations don't. And that, that is a, a us mentality. That is a, we are here to help better our corporations. We are here yes. to help better our alliance as a whole. And that is, that is our driving force. That is what makes us want to uh, be better and get better. 
And without that, we would very easily go down a dark path. So I am, I am here for every one of you in the Alliance. I am here for every one of you in the corporation. And I have a feeling that every one of you are here for us as well. It's about the people. It's not about the game. If it were about a game, we'd go find a better one that has better mechanics and doesn't break all the time. Um, but it's, it's about the people. Yeah. So if echoes becomes unplayable, we will remain, we will, still prevail. We will still go into a, another game, a gaming community, if you will. We have already built that. That's there. That's solid. And we have that. That exists. Agreed. So don't, don't be afraid to reach out if you need it. Awesome. Thank you. I see Storm is driving now. Drive safe, man. Praise the horn, man. Praise the horn, man. Praise the horn, man. All right. Nice. <laughs> awesome. Uh, Captain, any? Other? I'm actually driving in. Uh, I'm actually driving now in uh, five fifty miles per hour. That's eighty kilometers for those who live in Europe. And your internet connection is still pretty stable. Come yeah, on, now I'm on the main road. Uh, I have uh, half an hour left, and I start climbing up one of the mountains. No. Then my connection will be pretty bore. <laughs> so, um, and just... the climbing is for 10, 15 minutes or something. Goes through a, a lot of tunnels and shit. And uh, when I'm on top, I will have good service again. So. Uh, that's all right. We're we're just finishing up here. Any last words? For me? Yeah. Well, um, I think it's important for everyone to understand that we are here for everyone. Yeah. Uh, no matter what your problem is or what you are trying to find a solution on, or want to be a part of the community in a different level. We are here to talk to you. We are here to uh, answer your questions. Maybe I don't have the capability to answer your question right there and then, and we'll put you forth to, to raw or hire you or someone else that has the capability to answer you better on that question. Uh, but we are here for the players and we are not here for ourselves. Yeah. Uh, so I think that's the most, most important thing to get out there, uh, to get people to understand. Awesome. Well said. Drive safe, man. Um, Captain, you have any yes, shout-outs? To everybody who is here and everybody who is in the Alliance, thanks for everything, man to my corp that they are doing everything to help me also, most of them, because I get busy suddenly too much. Yeah. And yeah. I need help at some point. Exactly. And they do everything. Awesome. Can I give Anthony. a shout out to my new CEO, who is oh, absolutely hello. the bomb. His name is Krypta. And he has been a lifesaver 
So hopefully, thanks to him and uh, our new and revitalized leadership team, I will be seeing more of you in game, like actually flying a ship around and shooting stuff, which is what, <laughs> what I'm here for anyway. And I want to give a quick shout out to Captain Washu, who now has a recruitment initiative going. If you haven't heard about that, check it out. It's amazing. And I hope he gets to be interviewed soon because I would love to hear from him. Let's make it happen. Yes. Uh, yeah. I have a shout out to Ob from Odin. She's going through a surgery. Um, so yeah, just our prayers and hopefully you recover soon. All the best, man. Yeah. All right. And that's it for the show today. Thank you, guys. Thank you for coming. Glad to